Ag Tire Talks, driving yield through tire technology, sponsored by Michelin Agriculture. James Tushner with Ag Tire Talk here. I'm with Greg Gillen, Vice President of Global Agriculture. Thank you for being on the program today. Good morning, James. Happy to be a part of the show. All right, so let's talk about some exciting new development you've got on the docket. Um, Agra Extra H, you um, sent me ahead of time some of the new sizes. Um, you've got everything from 750, 50, 26 to 870, 32s. But really what intrigued me was you've got 1,050, 50R32 and a 1,250, 50R32. Those are not easy builds for the, the faint of heart, uh, Greg. You want to give us a little color as to why you chose those, why you feel comfortable with the builds on those and what those are going on? Absolutely. Um when you look at the ag market, obviously the there's it all depends how you classify your product offer, your product approach, and what direction you want to go. Maxim's objective from the beginning has always been to uh, deliver products that are focused on the market platforms. So to us, this is the continuing development of what I would call core relevant sizes that are designed to service the industry. So when we look at, for example, the 1050-5032, that is the core tire for a four-wheel drive floater. Sure. It's also used mm-hmm. as a drive axle on small grain harvesters, but it is primarily focused more on the transport capability that a floater needs to provide the services that um, custom applicators or co-ops provide to farmers across uh, North America, U.S., Canada, and, and even in Mexico. So part of our line extension that is launching this year is to complete our AgriExtra H offer by including that front to rear combination with a 750-50-26 and the 1050-50-32. Conversely, uh, the uh, 1250-50-32, you know, originally was designed as a super mega large harvester tire. It has slowly evolved into more of a large flotation grain cart. You know, when we think of the evolution of the industry with a lot of harvesting moving to class nine combines and bigger engines and bigger bins and, you know, talking about class 10 that's coming, um, the grain carts need to get bigger. And unfortunately, uh, as evolved over the last couple of years, uh, soil compaction is still an issue. So the bigger the tire, the bigger the flotation, the better it is. It is a cyclic load in a grain cart. But for that moment in time when that massive grain cart is going down the field with all that load, that 1250 makes a huge difference in ensuring that you can get maximum yield and reduce uh, soil compaction. So we're going in the direction of also developing the 1250-5032. All of this is coupled into our plant expansion that is currently happening in our Vietnam facility, which is where all of our products are manufactured that are sold in North America. Well, good, good. Okay, so first let's touch upon a couple product things, and then you start teed off, and I want to talk about a little bit more about Maxim tires. So um, on that 1050-50-32 rear, 750-50-26, I noticed that it was a D-speed rated, right, to accommodate those higher speeds in that particular yes. application, right? Yeah, I would say that some of the features we've put into the product specifically is the D-rating uh, because of the 40-mile-per-hour and obviously taking into account that most floaters are roading up and down county roads and state roads. So we have to have not only the compounding, but also the construction within the product to carry the load, carry the speed, and not compromise on the necessary traction and flotation. Uh, One of the features we also add in our products is our H family is all steel belted. 
And what that does okay. for us is it allows the tire to truly transmit the torque, the footprint, uh, the traction, and the stability that you're looking for in those products, especially when you're floating on the fields. Well, one other thing about seal belt, correct me if I'm wrong, but that should help with that 1250-5032 in those harvest applications, obviously all the applications to really um, deter the stubble piece of it. Absolutely. Well, the, you know, the bigger the footprint, uh, the more, the wider the footprint, the better the protection of the casing. Keep in mind that as we look at the 1250, which is going to be in a grain cart, it's going to be trailed, right? It's trailing a, a tractor yep. of some type. Free rolling. So hopefully, yeah, free rolling. So hopefully if the tractor has, um, stubble stompers or some other device that can help push the stocks down, especially now with corn and, and beans, you know, being more GMO type stocks, the, uh, the fact that they're already being pushed down with the strength of the steel and the casing itself and the weight, that'll continue to push the stubble down. One of the things we're very excited about as we look at the quality of our tires uh, over the almost four years uh, we've been in the North American market with our ag line, eight years worldwide, but four years in North America, we have yet to have warranted a tire for stubble damage. Really? Which is an amazing, amazing wow. feature for our tires, considering uh, the amount of GMO that is standardizing in the ag industry, because it has to, right? We cannot feed the planet without genetically modified stocks. It's just, it's a matter of, of I agree. I totally food, agree. food development. So yeah, what's exciting is we think we have the right technology. We believe we have the right uh, product compounding and everything else to take us to the next level and truly deliver a value solution to the marketplace. Well, we talked about technical ability on those wider section widths. Again, not easy builds. Let's talk, you touched upon, this is all over the trades, a $2 billion investment in the factories. So give us some background on that. Wow. <clears throat> well, it's a, I would call this a two-step approach. Uh, we already have a new factory that uh, began construction a year ago and is now in full operation in Vietnam which at this stage in the game, uh, as far as we know, is the single largest specialty factory under one roof in the world. Impressive. Uh, and it's pretty exciting. We build everything from OTR to uh, Bias Industrial to uh, all of our radial ag products that we're bringing to North America. The company has continued to grow. And uh, one of the uh, sub-companies of our parent company, so Maxim is a division of the Saloon Group. Mm -hmm. uh, the Saloon Group owns a company called Mesnac. And Mesnac is the world's largest tire equipment manufacturer. So it helps that everything we do is almost in-house, right? We're completely that. vertically integrated as a manufacturing company. So we're selling state-of-the-art technology to our competitors. We're also using it in our own manufacturing. So this $2 billion factory that's been announced is the next evolution to allow us to grow our market share beyond what I would call the export market, um, into the domestic market uh, in China and as well as the Asian market, which is significantly more bias. So there's a, there's a whole lot of technology and a whole lot of new products that will come out of that factory uh, that we hope to bring to market. Some of them may end up, some tires may end up in North America, but I would argue that the vast majority is going to be into the rest of the world where not that we've ignored it, but we focus on other segments of the market first and foremost. And now this gives us a platform, not only to service, call it the, the, uh, the Western world, but also the developing markets of Asia, Africa, Middle East, et cetera. So it's pretty exciting stuff. Well, excellent. So let's just talk about the West a little bit. And, you know, we're starting to grow our 
footprint a little bit more in the West European countries as well. Let's talk about what you're doing first in North America. Clearly, the manufacturing, you've got big Vietnam. So let's talk about what you're doing to support your efforts in um, in the U.S., in North America. Well, we go to market here with a dedicated sales team that is positioned across the U.S. and Canada, as well as Mexico. Okay. Uh, so we have a dedicated full acting team with backed up with an engineering team that's in the marketplace. Their objective is to work, you know, hand in hand with our dealers and distributors. Uh, one of the things we pride ourselves with is uh, as we went to market a few years ago, we've been selective and um, how, how do I put this? Um, executive in terms of uh, a very lasered approach to how we wanted to go to distribution. Okay. So one of the one of the objectives we laid out for ourselves and for our distributors is to have a dedicated uh, group of dealers and distributors, but not necessarily overlap them, reduce the overlap as much as possible so that not only can we have the right players at the market, but also give them the opportunity to maximize the value of the product by not having competing dealers are all in their backyards and that kind of stuff. So that's part of our call it commercial approach. Beyond that, uh, we have two warehouses that we operate out of. We have one in the West Coast outside of L.A., and then we have one in Memphis that services kind of the center part of the country in the uh-huh. East Coast. And we have plans to add more distribution, more warehousing as the time goes on. So that footprint will evolve and change over the next 18 to 24 months, which will continue to add uh, service and capability at the regional level across the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. So really, in short, you've worked really hard. Do you feel comfortable that you've got good U.S. coverage from a dealer standpoint then supported by that Memphis warehouse and that West Coast warehouse as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, our Very biggest our challenge producers. over the last 18 months has not been the warehousing or our dealers has been, I call it the battle of logistics that I think everybody okay. has, <laughs> yes. has unfortunately had to deal uh-huh. with uh, because of the issues with maritime traffic, uh, cost, uh, carriers, fuel, et cetera. Our biggest challenge has been the things we don't control, which is moving it from point A to point B. But I think we've done a pretty good job of uh, satisfying our customers as best as we can and overcoming those issues uh, throughout the months. Uh, not to say that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but it's not as dark as it was, call it six months ago. So I'm excited to, to think that we're heading in the right direction. Well, excellent. Excellent. Thanks for that background. Let's talk about how you're expanding your just traditional R1 line in the 85 series, the 70 series, the 65 series. I'm seeing 520, 85, 42, 480, 95, 50, 620, 70, 42, a few other sizes, and then 650, 65, 38. Just for brevity, I wanted to touch upon um, the 650, 65, 38, a very popular sprayer flotation fitment. You want to give us a little bit of background on why you chose that in the speed rating? Well, part of our evolution has always been part of our product offer approach is to provide as much as we can uh, one tire in each market size. There's no real reason to develop three different sizes and three different load indices. As we look at the development of machinery, machinery is getting heavier and heavier and heavier. It's not getting lighter. Uh, So putting a a higher load capability tire on a light machine or on a heavy machine, the net result is the same. You you don't lose anything by putting a higher load index. So part of our strategy and our product development is to bring uh, the best possible product to the market. 
So in the case of the 650-6538, our original product launch, because it was designed for tractor use in Western Europe, uh-huh. uh, was a 157 uh, D-rated tire. We have now evolved that product to a 166D. Okay. And what that allows us to do is not only meet the current and future mid-range tractors, less than 150 horsepower that are being launched in Europe from an axle load standpoint, but also provide uh, a sprayer solution that has the load and speed capability for flotation tires that are used in the North American market. As you know, James, there are certain sprayer manufacturers that sell a sprayer, both of the narrow tire for the summer season, and then the wider 650s float tires for the fertilizing season. So what's exciting for us is to be able to provide one product that can do it all, whether it's tractor sprayer, without having to add complexity at the SKU level to our dealers and distributors. So that's part of our product approach. And you'll also see that now with our 520-8542, which was originally launched, again, as a 157. That's now a 167D. Uh, And what's exciting about that is that when you look at corn and soybeans and row crop harvesting, I would argue 70% of most harvesters today in the aftermarket use the 520. So now we've developed a tire that is specifically designed for the cyclic load of a harvester, but is perfectly capable of functioning on a tractor nice, at, nice. at that load index. So again, it's all about creating product and market solutions that differentiate our product and deliver the value that a farmer or grower is trying to get out of his investment. Well, if there's any questions on cyclic load, you certainly can come on the blog. We have a special blog contribution dedicated to that. But just to sum up what you're doing with the harvest lineup and also just the traditional R1, R1, actually they're R1Ws, Correct. is go, going and really just making a line that's complete for West Europe and, and North America and the planet. I mean, soup to nuts. Your goal, correct me if I'm wrong, is really to have fitments for it all. When it comes to Absolutely. large ag. Yeah, we, we don't have it all yet today, but we will. Uh, you know, the advantage of being a newer player is we're being very surgical in our approach and selecting the market sizes to make uh, the most difference. If you were to look at our product evolution over the next three to five years, you'll see us continuing to add sizes, not only in the 85 family, but also in the heavy horsepower applications, like the 710-7542, which we'll be launching later this year, the 480-9550 uh, on the 85 series for uh, larger horsepower tractors. And we'll also be adding a new family of uh, narrow tires as well to complement the vegetable and vineyard market. So there's a whole lot of stuff. I, I could talk about this for hours, but we don't have that kind of time. We could. I could just, we could. Well, and but. I want to say this just to keep our viewers engaged. Listen, I would in many cases say, hey, let's stop. But you know what? This next product is too exciting not to talk about it. So you know what? We're going to we're going to do it. I uh, like it. The float extra. Um, yes. So you got an MS961R float extra. So let's just talk about flotation in the rim diameters first. So really what we're talking about is 22.5, 26.5, and 35.5 inch rim diameters. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That's absolutely correct. Okay. And most of the, I would argue when you look at the worldwide market, the radialization of the flotation market started in Europe and yeah, it has slowly yeah, evolved into uh, call it North America. It's going into South America. And I would argue some of the radial trends we're seeing in North America are finally pushing into the Latin American market as well, Australia, the other markets. But the Float Extra itself was originally, it's essentially designed 
to be a premium steel belted, steel casing, high load, high flotation tire for the high speed applications uh, that are required in Europe. You know, if you think of how the European farmers and growers go to market, it's all about transportation. It's all about moving it from point A to point B. Uh, and it has to be a DOT rated to operate on the European highways because of the tight restrictions of the European Union. So we have a phenomenal product that was designed for that market. As we bring it over into the North American market, because we are not DOT mandated on implement tires and specifically uh, flotation tires, uh, we've still seen a, a large segment of the business's bias. What we're excited to do is to bring a radial product that delivers a value that is competitively priced that can change the market application and take us to the next level. Ultimately, the goal of the float extra is to not only deliver the load, the speed, but also to reduce compaction. If we look at what a radial tire can do, especially with a steel belt that spreads that footprint, when you're taking a tanker and implement in the field, if you have to carry the load at a very, very high pressure and you can't distribute that footprint, regardless of what you want to do, you're going to compact the soil. So if we can bring products and solutions that not only deliver a long-term value in terms of performance and speed and whatever, but also reduce compaction, then that's a triple win for our farmers and growers because they're going to get the maximum yield out of their harvest. Excellent. So really, I want to touch about a couple of features that really struck me because I've seen this prior as well. Number one is we're talking about an all steel casing or carcass. I don't think I've seen that before in the flotation segments. Um, uh, tell us why you built an all steel. Man. Are, they, are they all all steels? Yes. The float extra, the entire family is all steel. Okay. Uh, and um, we are working on some new products as well that will complement the float extra. Those will be launched uh, later this year. So when we get around to that, uh, obviously we'll share that with you, but the float extra steel belted family was designed specifically to do three things. And what the steel belt does to the product, well, the steel casing first and foremost gives us the load speed and casing capability to carry the high load and the high speed. So look at it from that context. The steel belts gives us the maximum flotation, right? Because it distributes the, depending on the air pressure loaded into the tire, it gives you the absolute best footprint when you're either on a hard soil or soft soil. Why is that important? Well, we've talked about compaction, but the the two pieces that are most important is also traction, reducing slip, and at the same time, improving fuel efficiency. So if the tire can grip the ground without necessarily compacting, can transmit the footprint and transmit the power of the machine that's either pushing it or towing it uh, without slipping, then you're going to get the absolute best efficiency out of the tire uh, and get the maximum value for what you paid for. Yeah, you know, I did struck me, strike me, and, and I'm sure the steel belt and the steel carcass um, facilitates that. I mean, the the radius or the stance of it is exceptionally flat, uh, even on the wide section widths. Absolutely. Well, again, that's that's the steel belt. Uh, that's the steel belt giving the absolute best function for the tire. Um, we're very excited about what the Float Extra can do. Uh, in terms of how the footprint was designed and even the lug design. The lug design is is really, if you look at it closely, it's all about giving you the, the best grip, but giving you enough of a lug to void ratio that it doesn't get muddied up with, with mud or dirt, et cetera, but has the self-cleaning capability for not only the transport, but the field condition. So 
like anything else, it's an optimized footprint you know, where you gain on one side, you lose on another. But we're confident that we've given it the best possible features to enhance what the product can do in the field. Yeah, you know, we're really with, the, with that free rolling position. What we're really trying to do is keep it from skidding, right? When you're skidding, it's a big problem. You just want that thing to continue to roll and clean out, right? So it absolutely. It, 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 it doesn't compact the soil. Okay, so let's wrap our time together and let's just touch upon the applications of the float extra. I think we're talking about balers and manure tanks and absolutely uh, not only uh, dry manure, um, liquid manure as well. What have I missed? You know, I don't think you've missed anything. We've seen okay. it in three core markets where the float extra is making a difference. For sure, uh, heavy tankers whether wet tank or a manure dry tank or wet tanks, et cetera. We've seen it as well on balers, uh, both uh, cotton and um, hay balers, et cetera. And we're also seeing it on larger trailers. Uh, we've had a couple of uh, OE2s in the marketplace that have purchased uh, very happy with uh, load capability. More importantly, they're excited about the speed and the grip that the tire has, which the feedback we've received is in a trailer application, moving heavy equipment, they've actually seen a fuel uh, efficiency improvement, which tells us that the tire is doing exactly what we designed it to do, which is to maximize the footprint and, and improve the traction. Well, and I'm glad we landed on that because really that's what we're looking here to do and talk about and really help those producers Driving yield through technology, not only improving the yield, but also reducing the inputs, right? Especially with diesel, so expensive, right? And if we can save them time, that's exactly what we want to talk about. I'm thrilled that we were able to talk about the float extra today. Well, Anything I would argue you want that to add as far as a wrap, as uh, yes, we close I would, our time James, together. I, I would say, as, as per the message of the podcast conversation about driving technology to improve yield, that's everything in a nutshell that Maxim is doing with our products. We're providing the best possible product, the heaviest load capabilities, putting the best technology into the footprint. We talk about steel, we talk about a series of things, but all those things combined are designed to increase the yield, which is what drives the ag business. If I can give better traction, uh, better flotation, less soil compaction, deliver a better product value and performance over time, every segment of what a farmer grower is looking for is being touched upon that will hopefully take them to the next level by using Maxim products. And as we affectionately say, if they try Maxims, they'll maximize their value. And that's a wrap. Greg, always a pleasure having you on. Thank you very much. Thank you, James. Have a great day.